Anyway, that was good. So let's, uh, if we could grab our Bibles this morning, shake them all about, touch Bibles with the person next to you, give them a Bible Shazam. 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 No one gets it. What happened? This is cool. The adults just don't get it. And uh, didn't we have, and Luke Boyd uh, drove all through the night from our camp like a true hero, uh, drove from Morissette down to Sydney to pick up our speaker and drove him back up. And then Sunday, and then Saturday night, I think he left Morissette at like, what, 11.30 or something like that. And they went back to Sydney and had to come back to the coast and got home at like 3 a.m. So we want to give Luke massive well done and he was driving my car so I hope you didn't get caught in any speed cameras because that would be bad for me but I'd put it on you it should be fine um, grab our Bibles this morning I just want to um, just go over one scripture it's all I've got and it's, it's Romans 12 verse 2 and uh, Andy preached so amazing on, on Saturday night. And you know what? It wasn't so much what he said, although it was. But you can tell that this man and his life is totally dedicated to God. Totally, regardless of cost, regardless of price, regardless of opinions and all this stuff. He's just, just dedicated to God. And it's such a powerful testimony for that, you know, because God's no respecter of persons. Doesn't matter whether you come from this side of town or that side of town or your mum and dad's this or whatever. God says, if you're going to give me a go, then I'll give you a really good go. And it was so powerful to see um, just, just, you know, the more of God and the weight of God. The Saturday meeting was just, you know, amazing. And, and it's not like, you know, he preached this phenomenal message, but you know he's a man of prayer and he's a man of faith. And uh, it was so powerful, wasn't it, young people? It was just awesome. And so this morning I want to look at, he preached a message on how uh, we're aliens and we're here uh, to move in the supernatural because that's what aliens do. Aliens come to earth and they move in the supernatural. That's just what they do. You never see an alien come to earth and, you know, just walk through, open a door. They just always go through the door or whatever. They, they're moving the supernatural. And uh, what was the second? Aliens are here to take over. Global domination. You know, and the Bible says that we are aliens. In Hebrews, it says we are aliens. We're a peculiar, peculiar people. And, and how we forget so easily that that's who we are, that we are actually supernatural people. Miracles should just happen everywhere we go. And, and we're here to take over our whole region, not just, oh, we're here to take over, you know, um, you know, Chidoi. We, we just want Chidoi. That's all we want, just Chidoi. It's like, no, aliens come to Earth and they hook up with the, prime, uh, the president and they say, hey, you know, we want the whole, town, we want the whole, you know, world. And, and the Bible says we are like aliens. And we need to, you know, just remember that God is a supernatural God. And so many times in church life, we, we get caught out. We just forget because we're busy doing stuff. We're busy doing this. We forget that God is God and God is powerful and God is supernatural. And that we are here, why? To reach people, 
to empower people, to get people into this place. And I firmly believe that we're going through a stage of, of growth and we're going to you know, go out and into the community and actually make stuff happen. Romans 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Number one of this scripture says, and do not be conformed. Do not be conformed. If I was to be conformed in our youth ministry right now, I'd be wearing a scarf because every person in our youth ministry wears scarves now and leather jackets and they play guitar. Everyone in our youth ministry plays guitar. Every single person and everyone has a guitar that says, do not be conformed. How many times do we slip into that spot where we go, well, everyone else does it this way, or that's what they do. It works to them, but the Bible says, do not be conformed. And we, we may be in this world, but we need to remember that we're not of this world. We are aliens here on a mission to, to move in the supernatural and to take over an entire region. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. What does that mean? You know, we need to know what does the Bible actually say. Not what do I think it says. Not what do I, you know, oh, it probably says this, but I don't know. No, we need to get this Bible. This isn't just a fashion accessory that we carry into church. This is actually the Word of God. And when we read the Bible... It, you know, it, it changes our mindsets and it changes how we think about things. And we did a, a, a guy session and we talked about how men set their mind. Men are powerful because, you know, when a man makes up his mind, you know, incredible. And the Bible says, set your mind on heavenly things. And how as, uh, we'll talk about as men, we need to set our minds, but then also on, on heavenly things. And as we renew our minds, we need, to, we need to make up our minds that this is truth. What this book says is actually truth. If God says, hey, 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 you can move in the supernatural, then that's the deal. I can move in the supernatural. Hey, you can go out and, and reach the whole world. Well, you know, and we, how often do we pick and choose verses in the, in the Bible that we go, well, that applies to me. You know, I'm a sinner and I all have gone and come astray, but go out and reach the world. It's like, well, no, that applies to somebody else. But, you know, by the renewing of your mind and renewing of your mind. And it says here that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Isn't that powerful? It says that you. Don't you love how God always talks about you? He doesn't talk about this person or that person. When, when I read my Bible, it speaks to me. God speaks to me. He doesn't, you know, you know, and it says, do not be conformed to this world. Cool. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Do you know that you know, who's heard of that um, slogan by um, uh, Sprite? Image is nothing. Thirst is everything. Obey your thirst. 
You know what I'm saying? Image is nothing. First, they're having, they, Sprite are putting out some pretty awesome ads, by the way. They had um, another one um, with a really hot girl next to a Sprite, and it said Sprite won't give you a hot girl, but it'll quench your thirst. So I don't know, something like that. Anyway, and do you know that um, image is nothing, first everything? The Bible says that you may prove. That I may prove what? That I may prove, and it goes on to say, your life should prove that God is good, God's way of living is acceptable, and that God's will is perfect for your life. I love it. It says, renew your mind, change the way you think, change it, just change that. Get, get your Bibles out. And don't just carry them to church, then come home, put them there, then come back to church and put them here, then come back to church, leave it in your car, then go to church or whatever. Actually read, take time, take an hour out of your day to actually read the Bible, to change the way you think. I don't want to change the way I think. I'm happy with how I am. And uh, there's so many churches out there that are happy to stay where they are. I want to stay, you know, my, I'm having my church staying this size for the next 10 years. It's like, what? You know, how, What? You know, there's so many people out there that don't know that living God's way is good, acceptable, and it's the perfect way to live. You know, renewing your mind. And it says that you, you, me, you, may prove. And image is nothing, thirst is everything. That's not true. Image is very important. Because in the Bible, King David spent, you know, millions and millions of dollars building the temple. Why? To prove to the whole world that God is phenomenal. Spent hours and it's cost him his whole life to, to resurrect this building. Why? To prove to the whole world that God is not some boring, drab, dull waste of, you know, I just come to church on a Sunday because that's what my parents did. That's what their parents did. No, King David says, I'm going to prove to the whole world, the whole world that God is absolutely awesome. He's absolutely phenomenal. I don't care if it costs me everything I have. Why is it so important how this church building looks? That you may prove to the world. Imagine if we came in, invite our people to come to church on a Sunday. We come here and, you know, oh, the, the, the kitchens, oh, we just serve cheese, you know, dodgy cheese. And that's all we eat, dodgy cheese. It's like, whoa, well, I'm not sure I like that. And then we, you know, we start the service and, and like, this is just a, an old guitar and some weird, you know, violin or whatever, just bad. You know, that doesn't represent God's image because God's not like that. God isn't dodgy cheese. God isn't a dodgy violin player. God is, you know, and it says, this is our deal, that you may prove. God is good. That you, your life, your how you dress, how you present yourself. Image is important. It's not everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, you know, because we can look really good on the outside and be really bad on the inside. We, we actually spoke about that on Saturday morning. Really good, actually. I think, yeah. no, but, uh, you know, it's not all about that. But, you know, who knows what I'm saying? The Bible says... Why did King David go to so great? He could have gone, well, God's got everything. He should be happy with just putting, we can just meet in a field and God would be happy with that, wouldn't he? It's like, no, David said, you know what? 
I'm going to spend time. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do plans and this and get all this gold and get all the silver and do whatever I can. Why? To prove to the whole world that my God is incredible. When people come in here, they know. They just think, oh, wow, the lights and this. Wow, God isn't some cheap, you know, dodgy God. God is, whoa. Do you know? Does that make, whoa, yeah. What happened? Where did I go? Church buildings, the way you dress, we are representing God. We are representing the way we talk. The way we talk about other people in front of other people. The way we, you know, how many times have I heard Luke Boyer, why are you late, Luke? He goes, oh, you know, I saw a guy on the side of the road and I pulled over and I helped him. Uh, I had one story that Luke told me, he helped a guy and his car wouldn't start, so he had to push it 100 meters, then run back, get his car, then drive that 100 meters, then push his car another 100 meters, then run back and do that. And he did it like for hours. What? You know, but how we act in society. Are we known as the people that pay our bills late? Are Christians the people that don't pay their bills? Are we representing God in a really bad way? The Bible says that we are made in God's image. We're God's image. We are made in the image of God. We're representing God here on the earth. And if we're the people that just never, you know, you see someone on the side of the road, or, you know, your electricity bill comes in, you're not paying that, or whatever comes in, you're not representing God in a right way. That you may prove. This house will get bigger. It will get better. We will do things, you know, and we'll, we'll have greater, everything's going to get bigger and better. Why? Because we're proving the image of God. God. It's so important who God is. And I want three things here that... Um, it's our job to prove to the rest of the world. Number one is straight out of Romans 12. It says that you may prove what is that good. It's our job to prove to the world that God is good. God is good. Yeah. Why do you go to church? Why do you, you know, send your kids to youth on Friday? Why do you put your kids in children's? Why do you give money to this? Why do you, why do, you do all this stuff? God's good. God's way is the best way. I know that, you know, the best thing I can pass down to my kids is, hey, God is good. Just, you know, living outside of God's way is not good. It's bad. It's pain. It's hurt. You know, God is good. The Bible says um, in, in, in Psalms 84, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. You need to believe that. No good thing will he withhold. Why? Because that's who God is. God is good. God's not some mean guy up in the sky with a big goatee and a taser going, going, what's my will? It's in this hand, that hand. And then we pick the right. No, it's not in this hand. And you never know what my will is. You know, we think that God's, you know, there's some like mean kid in the sky who says, which hand is my will in? Well, it's in that one. No, it's not. And we never know what it is. God, what do you want me to do now? You know, God, no. You know, no. Wrong. God is good. God is good. The Bible says no good thing will he withhold. Life works out. God is good to me. 
why do I serve God? It's like, why can't I? I can't think of the reason why I wouldn't. It's not like, why would I? It's like, I've got a thousand reasons why, you know, I can't not. You know, God is, I just can't help it. God is just good. There's, you know, why do you do all this? God's just good. I just like it. It's the best way, I, you know. Number two. It's harder preaching to adults. Number two, living God's way is acceptable. Oh, I can't live God's way. I can't do this Christian life. It's too hard. It's too hard. You know, no. Living God's way is an adventure. The Bible says we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Wow. And we know that all things... It pretty much covers all things. Work together for good to those who love God. Living God's way is freedom, coupled with destiny, assurance, and purpose. I have purpose. I'm here for a reason. I know why I'm here. Powerful. Number three, living God's way is perfect. It's the best way to live. It's no... You know, well, I'm going to do this, try this religion and this religion. I don't know how to do that. No, living God's way is perfect. That's it. You know, living God's way is the most perfect way to live. And it, for me, it's a pleasure and it's an honor. It's an honor for me to live God's way. You know, I thank God that I can live God's way. God, I'm so grateful. You know, oh, I've got to go to another church. Oh, no. God, I'm so grateful. Every day, God, you've given me an amazing life. I love what I do. I want to be a youth pastor forever and then ever and ever and ever. And I want to have the same people in our youth ministry forever and ever and then more and then more and then more. It's, it's just great, you know. I love it. Saying, God, I'm going to give you my life. And I love it. Andy said last night, he said, so many times we come down the front and we say, hey, God, I give you, we say that the prayer of, so, you know, God, I give you my life. I give you total control, you know. And then we spend the next 70 years trying to take it back. You know, God, oh, I, I give you my life. I'm taking this part back and you can't have that and then you can't have this. So I know, forget all that. Living God's way is the best way to live. The happiest people in the world are people living in the perfect will of God because it's perfect. I, I really don't like those Christians that moan and complain about being a Christian. Just, you know, you, you know, not that there's any here, but if you ever see one, just tell them Luke's looking for them. He's got a boomerang. <laughs> Luke's really good at throwing boomerangs, by the way. And uh, next year on youth camp, we're going to go back and we're going to do the high ropes course. Uh, we're going to do the um, giant swing. There's a leap of faith that uh, you can, it's like a leap of faith. And there's like a, like a big bar that you stretch out to. And, uh, you know, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and better and better and better. And it's, I'm already excited about it. And can we turn to our last scripture? 
And this scripture has been talking. If I can get the uh, band to come, we'll be finished soon. Um, Andy Kabbalah spoke for two hours, and it felt like two minutes, didn't it? Why? He's just dedicated. And God's no respect for a person. It doesn't, doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter. does not matter. You say, hey, God, I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to live in the perfect will of God. Same deal. He's paid a big price, though. Paid a big price to get where he is. John 20, verse 27. And I have just been quoting this to myself for the past two weeks. I go, because I have, you know, plan to sit down and read the Bible. Because if you don't plan to sit down and actually make a time, then it'll never happen. I say, well, this is my Bible. I'm going to read from this to this, from 6 to 7 or whatever. That's my time. Because if you don't, you know, so much stuff happens and you just forget about it. But in my Bible times, I've been trying to read and I, you know how you get stuck on one scripture? And it's John 20, verse 20. It says, do not be unbelieving, but believing. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. It's Jesus, it's Jesus talking to his disciples. And remember, we were talking to Andy later on. I said, how do you do all this stuff? He said, just believe. It's easy. God's God. You know. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Hey, I don't know about all this God stuff. Hey, you don't have to know about it at all. Do not be unbelieving, just believe. You know? And so many times in our Christian walk, we try and work it out. I'm going to try and work out, God, I can, I can use my this and that to... No, you can't. Don't even try and do that. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. This house will be a house of miracles. This house will be a house of young people, old people, middle-aged people, rich people, poor people. Not as many poor people as rich people, but yeah, but they're all awesome. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Yeah, it's freedom in believing. God, I trust you. I know my life's going to work out. I know you've got the best for me. I know your way is perfect. I know you're good. I know that you love me. I know that my life has purpose. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Simple. You can crunch a whole Bible down to just believe God. Believe God. Sounds great, guys. Let me just pray just for a little bit. Dear Lord, I thank you, Jesus. God, that you're moving our church forward. You're moving us forward. God, I thank you for what you're doing. I'm so grateful. So grateful. So grateful. God, I'm so blessed to be where we are. And God, we give you all praise. All the praise.